Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Service Monster Podcast. Um, short episode today here on April Fools is a set of circumstances played with our time, our schedule, and uh, we were slated to have Robert from At- Robert Atlas uh, on and talk about kind of his successful migration as a I want to call it a franchise, but it's a little short, but we'll let him explain that to you when we get it all scheduled. I thought it might be interesting to kind of hear his journey because I know I talked to a handful of you guys who thought about maybe franchising at one point might be a good idea. Um, I've seen one person successfully do it in the 18 years we've been in the cleaning industry. Um, other than that, those franchises were already established on many of the seven that we have as part of the offering service monster. Um, and, and he gave a fairly unique one. So I wanted to invite him on and talk about that, but the cards don't always fall where we want them to. And instead of pontificating, uh, ad lib on a topic that you guys will probably not care that much about, we're just going to jump right into some service monster updates, service monster news, uh, do a couple smug posts and then we're out of here. So, but before we do that, I do want to point out that it is Michael's last show with us. He is leaving to go do um, more purposeful things in his life. And we're excited to see him on his new journey. And the three years that he spent with us has been incredible. Michael was part of the core team within Service Monster. He'll be difficult to replace. And I'm sad he's leaving. So, Michael, you want to just say goodbye? Yeah. It's been it's been an honor. Um, it's been fun to be a part of the podcast um, and just a part of Service Monster. So, um, you know, not not an easy decision by any means, and not not something to be taken lightly. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been great, honestly. Um, yeah, I uh, I'll uh, I'll still check in on the podcast occasionally though, and see how see what you guys are doing on here. So uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you, you, you will be missed. You're Thanks. absolutely gonna be missed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll miss you guys, of course. <laughs> We're not Don't gonna cry. miss that spotty internet you have over there, but uh, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> no, um, Michael has been a part of some incredible things here, so uh, we're definitely excited where he kind of left us off, right? Like, definitely kind of amazing improvements all around. So, like, like Joe says, hard shoes to fill there, so yeah, definitely. Um, on some more kind of maybe enjoyable service monster news, um, we did have the release 6.5.6 released on Tuesday. That was March 30th, I think. Sounds right. Um, and there were just a slew of kind of some UI fixes, um, some bug fixes that we've just been kind of building. And it was originally going to be slated to be part of the big FMS uh, release. And that was just... It's taking a little bit longer than we anticipated there. And uh, we wanted to get some of these fixes out to you guys rather than just kind of bundling them all together. So the the FMS self-help is still coming. Um, again, if you guys haven't been paying attention to some of the previous podcasts, you know, it's just the whole, the entire sales process explaining FMS um, and then the ability for you guys to edit your own campaigns, create your own campaigns, um, be able to set up custom fronts. All of that is, is, is still um, coming. But the release itself, 656, um, the big thing that we wanted to kind of touch on that I'll go in further depth when we get to the smug post here in a sec, but we've made some improvements slash changes to the voiding uh, order process. So I'll go into that here in a second. Um, We also 
got some of the daylight savings time changes in. Um, seems like every year, no matter what we've done, there's been just a couple of hiccups on that day of the daylight savings time change. So um, we spent a significant chunk of um, Aaron. He's the the dev in charge of the schedule of his time um, over the last week or so was kind of getting those improvements in and we'll be testing heavily before the, the time change next year. So we also made some improvements to the lead sheets. Um, particularly uh, for our corporate clients uh, who have a lot of fields in that area that just needed to be cleaned up. And so we got that handled properly. Um, We split out the lead services section. So if you guys are familiar with our web forms, there is a section for services specifically, and there's a section that's kind of just general notes. And they've been just all kind of clumped together into the lead note field, but it makes it difficult to work with if you're using, you know, you know, you're doing any custom development through the API. Maybe you're trying to use Zapier, things like that. And all you want to target are the services specifically. Um, so we split that out. It's much easier to work with now. And they will both show up both in the activity. And so if you guys aren't familiar, then activity is created right with those note fields. So you have that permanently on the, the account and also on that lead sheet. So um, there's also going to be a small hot fix going out uh, today, pretty much as once I get off this, uh, this podcast. So, just a couple of uh, small changes there coming as well. Mobile, we had the release. We talked about that last podcast. So I'm just going to kind of blow past that. We have another release. It's probably going to be probably going to be coming out next week. Um, but I'm going to put a tentative uh, on that just in case we run into any snags in QA. Um, Joe and I are very kind of cautious about giving specific release dates until we know for sure. But uh, yeah, there's some some fun things coming there. Send gym functionality in the mobile app. Um, so if you guys who are kind of using the older apps specifically because they have that, so we've been wanting to get that in just to you know force that uh, that change a little bit. Um, you're able to import your Google Calendar directly from mobile. So if anyone's starting out fresh, just want to pull their jobs in really quick right at the start, you, you can you can do that on mobile. There's still further customization you can do on the desktop, right? But we wanted to get that basic functionality in there. Um, and there's a couple other exciting changes too, including an account list. Um, Uh-oh. And this has been a really interesting um, uh, topic because... <laughs> The account list, typically if you're, you know, if you're looking someone up, you're actively searching for someone. You're not necessarily sorting through 1,500 clients just swiping your thumb up like you're, you know, going through, I don't know, Tinder or something. Um, But it is definitely something that a lot of users kind of get used to or just kind of they feel comfortable with that. They um, expect it. They expect it to be in there. So there's there's a fun little anecdote here about listening to your customers Sometimes your customers don't know what they want or why they want it. And then a good portion of your customers, perhaps seems to be an equal amount, wants the exact opposite. And this is a good example. Whenever we've had an accounts list where you just went and then there was a list of accounts that paged and sorted and filtered and done everything that you do like a grid within Service Monster, we would get a good portion of the users being like, why are you taking up space with this bullshit? I don't need an accounts list. I just need to search for an account because I'm not going to be scrolling. Just like what Adam said, I'm not going to just be scrolling through or paging through the list. But there seems to be an, an interesting expectation with a 50% of the group of people who start using the Service Monster app. Where's my account list? 
because they have an account contacts list on their phone. And so here's where our clients lack of perspective for the clients who have the expectation of it being there and the clients who have an expectation of it being there, not really knowing why they need it, just knowing that they don't feel right without it. Um, and then here we are service monster understanding the position of both parties and having introspection in both areas. And of course we're putting it back in because it doesn't hurt anything to have it. It manages the expectations of those who need it. And if you don't need it, you don't use it. Um, cause everything else stays the same, but it has that paging and sorting and typing and filtering, um, within the list itself. And so you can imagine if you were a small business and you had Google and you had your contacts list and that's all you had and your maid service, which means you've only got maybe 30 or 40 of those people. Well, you can do an import from your contacts list. You can hook up to Google calendar and bam, you've got everything you need right there. And you can go to your accounts list and see that, you know, the 20 or 30 people that you have active that you're servicing. So, um, I think it's, you know, I, I was one of the ones who originally designed putting it in and I understood all the reasons for it not. Um, and then eventually those voices won out and we took it out of, for like three different builds and most people didn't miss it, um, or complain too much about it. Uh, but new people coming in, not having it, not meeting that expectation is a friction point. So it's just a very, it's interesting to me because the psychology and, and in order to fully comprehend that situation, you've got to be introspective for both parties and why they would or wouldn't want it. So I just find the whole thing a fascinating case study and deciding what your clients want. Yeah, no, exactly. Same thing over here. I'm glad that you kind of dove into that a little bit because I, I, I mean, I personally, this is, all of this is, you know, it's a big part of my job. It's a big part of, you know, what Joe and I are both always constantly talking about, you know, writing up use cases and such. I find it fascinating, right? Because like Joe said, it's, you know, user behavior, psychology, any of that is always kind of a fascinating topic. But um, And something you should be applying to your businesses too, right? I mean, I didn't pontificate, so you understood necessarily about our uh, process by which we decided to put the accounts list back in. But moreover, how can you take that and apply that? To your business what are your customers expectations how sensitive are you to those are you managing that and understanding what products and services and how they want them how you want them serviced in your demographic in your community and then building that as as a pillar of strength paying attention to it and then really helping scale that out um, and then knowing that you can't serve, you know, you have a limited number of resources, right? You don't want to start chimney sweeping all of a sudden the little bit of, uh, you know, in, information and knowledge, especially as, as a carpet cleaner or a house cleaner. Um, so, but you get the idea, like where can you adjacent, um, provide service and value to your clients? And, you know, are you attentive to what their wants and needs are? And then recognizing that at scale and implementing that for a big win. Well said. Um, the last bit, I'm going to let, uh, let Michael chime in here just so we hear his beautiful voice one last time. Um, Want to talk? This is Spring FMS, buddy. 
Yep. Same, same thing as before. I mean, it's now spring. It's a, uh, it's been spring for a little while. So, uh, you can still place a card order. I think the approval time is like three to, or, uh, setup time is three to five days. Um, so those will be set up pretty quick. Uh, you still have time if you want to get some spring FMS cards out, but I mean, this is like one of our, um, like big campaigns in terms of, um, like a supplemental offering with FMS just because spring, spring cleaning, you know, the weather getting better is really, it's just a good time to do this, to get um, some repeat business. So yeah, I'll uh, put a link in the description, like always for that, uh, order form, but yeah, it's a great time to do it. So, but don't, don't wait too long. Cause it's, uh, it's already, well, today's April 1st. So it's, uh, it's getting, getting well into spring at this point. Um, but yeah, good time to do it. Technically, spring's only been here for like eight days or ten days or whatever it is. But it's halfway over, Adam. <laughs> but I mean, it's short. Do it now. Yeah. Push the button. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be sending a spring card when it's like two weeks until summer. I mean, you can, right. but it's not the most ideal time. So, if you guys want to send a card in summer, like my birthday is like right around that. A change, just, just <laughs> send all your love to me. No, um. Adam's address is <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be that would be poor that would be like <laughs> um, that's a HIPAA anyway. violation right there. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's dive into some spunk posts. There were really a lot of things um, to talk about, but I'm just going to kind of lump. There were there were some bug posts and there were some feature requests uh, that went through, and there was some great communication that was going through, whether it was between me and Joe or whether Brenda stepped in talk about some of the SMTP stuff. Um, so I just kind of wanted to, I guess, have the smug offering be a little bit lighter this week because we were going to have Robert on. Um, so I'm just going to say basically everyone who who posted, you know, we we definitely are working on those bugs. Uh, we definitely take your feature requests well. We appreciate hearing about those. Um, it's good to knock another item off of Alan's list. Um, though for some reason, my reply to him, I don't know if you saw that, Joe, my replies to, to that post were marked as spam in our no. private group. Are you serious? I was, yeah. I was so weirded out by that. Because yesterday they, they disappeared and I was like, what happened? Um, but yeah, so anyways, apparently I've been spamming the channel too much. So I apologize for that, guys. Um, anyways, let's go ahead and dive in. First one's from Mary Lynn and uh, she was asking, you know, where do you delete an invoice? Um, and <laughs> definitely didn't want to, you know, drop the April Fool's joke on any of you guys. We made it harder to, in, to, to void or to delete or whatever, but I'm just going to kind of walk through really quickly um, kind of what we made the change here for. Before, you could just select voided in the order type dropdown, if you guys know what I'm talking about. So like right underneath that save button, you just want to change it from an estimate to a work order, right? Or you want to change it from work order to an invoice. Well, voided was kind of lumped in there because technically the system looks at it as an order type, right? But it's not really part of your standard workflow. You're not looking to void an order. That's not really the goal. Voiding an order is just kind of, you know, hey, this didn't work out. I want to keep it for for historical documentation and it's out of my purview, right? Um, and on the flip side, we had the delete button, right? You could delete an order, um, but the delete defaulted to what? Defaulted to voiding. And there's a reason for that as well. We, we want to make sure no one's accidentally deleting something. So first and foremost, it starts on the voiding process. Then if Wait, we try to I delete- pause, I want to pause on that why though, because sure. you guys cost me way too much money when you delete shit you didn't mean to and call us up and try to get it restored on a backup. 
It's not an easy task. It takes my engineer team away from what they're doing, building a product, better product for you. And they got to go then fishing for something that, you know, uh, you accidentally deleted. And so we're making that process harder. And when we did that, it was click the delete. Well, are you sure you don't want to avoid? Are you sure you want to delete? And then they do their process. Yes, I want to delete. Here, I'll put the order number in to confirm it, then delete. Because I'm going to stop fulfilling those requests for anything in Service Monster 6. <laughs> so that's why we wanted to do that. So Adam, carry on. So yeah, now now we have a, had a delete button that brought up this thing that was, but do you really mean void? Yeah. And so really the, the button itself behaves exactly as it did before, right? It's just the way that it works now, it, it morphs a little bit, depending if you're in the voided state already, then the button says delete because you can't void a voided order, right? It's already, it's already good to go. But if it's in any of the other order types, the button is going to show as void order. You can still click that. You can still delete it if that's what your actual action is. Um, and in doing so, we also removed it from the dropdown. Um, and a big reason for this is again, if you're a longtime user, you might not really, you know, you, you get used to whatever you're used to, right? Um, but we found that new users, um, particularly almost everyone that I trained when I was in onboarding, they were really confused at this voided kind of section here. Like, uh, like, what if I misclick this? Like, why am I doing the order dropdown like this? Shouldn't this just be an action to void the order and so forth? And so we had a lot of feedback um, from that. And so we just kind of wanted to make it a clean one path process, right? Sometimes we get in trouble with that. We really want to give you guys as many options as possible, but sometimes if you have too many options when you're starting out, it can just lead to confusion, right? So, so this will help with your new people too. When you hiring new people come in, building your company, they're going to be using Service Monster. Absolutely. And the one thing that I will note too, um, you guys have your processes, and if they work for you, they work for you. That's great. Um, you know, if you want to tell me to shove it and believe me, that's totally fine. Um, but I would recommend that the vast majority of cases, you don't need to be deleting an order or deleting an account. Mark them inactive. If they're an account, void the order. Um, having that documentation for historical purposes is great. It's kind of like, I don't know, it was like a year ago. I joked about, you know, don't delete your ex's number. Just, you know, write something on there. Don't answer, right? Because if you delete the number... They call in, you know, a year later, they're out late at night and, you know, they give you that like, oh, I miss you call. If you don't recognize the phone number, because none of us do that anymore, then uh, you could answer that. And then you're what? You're on the hook, right? It's the same thing. What if you delete an order, has something that's useful for, you know, two years later, maybe that customer calls back in and you don't know it now because you've deleted the account. Obviously, you know, if something is duplicated or something like that, or if you've made actual typos or you just, you know, things like that, obviously you can delete, but um, just kind of a potential word of advice, I guess. It's good to have that documentation, even if it, you know, doesn't go anywhere in the future. Um, the next one came from Matt, uh, was asking about scheduling multiple appointments uh, for the same uh, order. And this, this comes up time to time. We're actually close to improving this as well. There's going to be something we'll, we'll keep kind of under wraps, but there's some exciting news uh, coming out over the summer here uh, for you guys on the schedule. But um, 
there are multiple ways you can schedule, you know, multiple appointments, whether it's literally just scheduling the same day, but on multiple routes, maybe it's a, maybe it's a large project, right? You're taking a couple of trucks there, or maybe you just, it's going to be a project that's going to take a couple of days and you're scheduling, you know, John to be out there Thursday and Friday. Um, if you just want to go through the order itself, uh, you're, you're used to, you know, bumping things to the on deck and drag and drop, you can repeat that process. So basically once you've scheduled an appointment, you can go back into that order when um, there's a very fast process using the, um, the the sidebar or the hover um, when you're over that appointment card, just jump back into the order, hit that schedule button again. Um, that'll bump a second appointment to the on deck and you just repeat the process. The other thing you can do though, is if you know that this is going to be a multi-day appointment ahead of time, you can just use the quick ad and from the quick ad, you can schedule as many appointments as you need in that process. So um I mean, I think one time we were testing, we had 25 appointments for one, uh, which made me kind of laugh a little bit, but uh, you can handle it that way. And that's something that we're going to be looking at improving directly from the schedule as well to give you guys a little bit more control there. But so if, if you have any questions on that, feel free to reach out to support and just tell them that, uh, hey, Adam was talking about multi-day stuff on the, on the podcast. Help me out. And they'll, they'll show you how that's done. Lickety split. Lickety split. I feel like I'm dating myself saying lickety split. Do people say that anymore? Is that a thing? I think my parents say it, so <laughs> okay. that doesn't help okay. you much. <laughs> Sorry. All I hear is Eminem's rap lyric at the end of Eight Mile. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, I mean, Eminem's still relevant, so I'm I'm still hip. That movie sure. was quite a long time ago, though. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, uh, moving on to the final. Uh, um, smoke post was from Mike here. He, uh, was trying to get his text on the new mobile app. Um, and he mentioned that they were, he missed, they missed being able to see their total sales and upsell for the day. If you guys aren't familiar with what he's talking about, um, the technician view, right. Shows kind of what they've been working on today, what their, you know, total sales for that day. And if they've had up sales, like what their commission might be and so forth. Um, and it led to a great discussion, because uh, basically he had his, one of his technicians was listed as a super technician. Um, if you're not familiar, we have various security um, rules, I should say security roles, which have a list of rules that they're able to, you know, do throughout either the mobile app or desktop if they're allowed on to desktop. Um, and we have a couple different variations for technicians. The super technician is basically considered, you know, a lead tech, maybe a sales guy, someone who needs to have access to more things within the app itself to be able to you know, be scheduling, updating, you know, view everything, potentially dispatching, you know, all of those those roles, so to speak. And so they have a much more robust um, app. It's sort of like a, a, a slightly trimmed down version of the manager side of the app. And so that's why his particular technician was not seeing things pertaining to him because he was listed as that. And um, we're going to look into if we can improve that at all, maybe something specifically for the tech still in that state. But uh, we have other security roles such as technician plus, technician or laborer if they were super bare, bare bones. Um, and those all have the old kind of technician dashboard. They're only going to see things that are assigned to them. Um, and the, depending on which level you have, they'll have access to other things throughout the app. So, uh, Michael, I just want to make a note. We'll just make sure we get a, a listing of our help article mm -hmm. that shows what those different security roles offer. You guys can uh, look through that and maybe, maybe you have something that might work better for your techs, um, or something on that nature. So, and, um, 
Yeah, with that, I, just those three smoke bells, like I said, we're going to have a... Bada boom, go. bada bing. <laughs> there we go. That's all she wrote, I guess. Yes. All right, very good. Uh, Michael, you will be missed. Yep, I'll miss you uh, guys. Especially on podcast. We, we got him still for a week and a yeah. half or so. Yep. But, uh, yep. you know, Not quite done transition. yet. Transition. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so that's the show, guys. Thank you so much for your attention. Be safe.